This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.19 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Keith and Anwar. Let's get a quick update on the FBM Kelsey Eye. Any chance it's turned to green? Not at all. It's down slightly. Uh, not as bad as just now. Uh, it, well, it's down 0.2% right now at 1,445 points. Uh, all the other markets in the region appear to be green at the moment. All right. So running in place, essentially, even with all the cabinet reshuffle news that we saw overnight. Uh, but in any case, we're turning our attention to the construction sector because construction Stocks, the Construction Stocks Index on Bursa Malaysia has seen a surge upwards uh, recently in light of the revival of several mega infra projects. I think some of the key infra projects in the country catalyzing this momentum include things like the 5G rollout, the flood mitigation projects, Bayan Lepas LRT uh, in Penang, Pan, Pan Borneo Highway and the Johor Singapore Rapid Transit System. The construction sector has always seen steady year-on-year growth each quarter with the value of work expanding by 9 0.6% in the third quarter, driven again by double-digit growth in the civil engineering subsector. So as we wrap up the year, is the horizon still bright for construction uh, in 2024? For more on the outlook of the sector, we have on the line with us Chong Jensen, Director of CGSCIMB Securities, also Morning Run alumni. Jensen, good morning. Uh, good to have you on. Can you start off by giving us a snapshot of construction jobs for 2023? Was the rollout of large-scale projects in line with your expectations? morning everyone and thanks for having me on again i would say there wasn't really a large-scale new government job awarded this year what we saw was really the carry forward of projects from 2022 to this year such as the likes of mrt3 penang lrt pan borneo sabah phase 1b and some of the flood mitigation projects and i would say that given g15 was in late last year and the state elections concluded in august of this year there has been delays in the rollout of some of these projects, which is somewhat understandable. But what has been a bit more positive is the appeared willingness of the government to pump prime the economy. If you look at the headline development expenditure for this year, for next year is $90 billion, which is about more than double of the range that we saw over the last few years. And construction is slated to be the fastest growing sector next year at about 6.8%. Mm. Jensen, what then can we look forward to in 2024? We see news reports of a revival of the Malacca monorail and even the high-speed rail. Yeah, I think 2024 will be all about expectations of awards of some of these projects mentioned, and preferably sooner than later. And I think in terms of projects, we saw delays in the MRT3. The tender validity has been extended for the fourth time. So I think investors will really be watching closely the awards of contracts for some of the key multiplier projects, MRT3, Penang LRT, and also the Pan Borneo Sabah. Uh, in, terms of the, in terms of the Malacca monorail, um, what I gather is that the public display documents opened on 5th of December. It closes uh, on the 5th of March of next year. It will be 20 kilometers long and have about 25 stops. For the high-speed rail, I think it's an added bonus for the sector, but Recent comments coming out from the Deputy Works Minister, as well as the incoming Agong, I think it appears to instill more confidence that this project may take off. Mm. Jensen, meanwhile, what are the current conditions for the construction sector? And I know we are they, they are plagued by high building material prices, labour costs, as well as the, the weak ringgit. Have all these sort of stabilised? 
I think in terms of uh, raw material prices, it has been somewhat quite stable. If you look at steel prices, it's still roughly about 2,700 ringgit per metric ton. Bulk cement has moved up, but it has been stable with the last one or two quarters. It's still about 410 ringgit per metric ton before rebates. In terms of the labour environment, it's also improved with new labour really being less trade before and learning the ropes. Now, I think what to probably watch out for is the recent surge in iron ore prices since May of this year. It's up more than 20%. And I think that's largely due to the anticipated stimulus from China, which may have an impact on steel prices. Hmm. Aside from government jobs, what is the landscape for private construction jobs? Or are we seeing uh, contractors increasingly going overseas to replenish their order book? Yeah, I think of late we've seen contractors targeting more industrial warehouse projects, semiconductor factories, as well as data center projects, given the private sector building jobs have been quite slow. I think the recent deal with uh, NVIDIA deal with YTL Group may also spear a bit more interest and take-ups in data center projects. But we have seen building contractors which have a very strong presence uh, in some of the private sector jobs, such as Sunway Construction and IJM. They've actually pivoted successfully to tap some of these industrial warehouse and data center projects. With that, what is your call for the sector? Is there still value? All right, we have an overweight call in the sector. Um, we have had it since May of this year, but if you ask my boss, he has it as a double overweight in terms of his strategy. We think valuations are not excessive. It's about 11 to 12 times uh, next year's P, about 1.1 times book value, very much at the lower end of its historical trading range. So while share prices have done relatively well this year, we think valuations are still quite cheap. And what about your top three picks and why, Jensen? All right, I'll, my top three picks are Gamuda. Uh, we like the stock uh, because of its cheap valuations. We think it trades at about 12 times, 2024 PE. It has a record order book of 26 billion, which may potentially double by financial year 25. It's become less reliant on government projects with its successful diversification overseas, largely to Australia. We have an ad rating and a target price of 565. We also like YTL, an ad rating, target price of 213. We think it's the best proxy to revival in the high-speed rail project with a synergistic cement business. And we do expect more flows for industrial warehouses and data centers. Um, lastly, we do like HSS Engineers. It's our small cap pick for the sector. Ad rating, target price 121. We think it's a CAPEX-like proxy to the sector. It has first dips into almost all large-scale infra projects locally. Earnings delivery has been quite strong and margins have been quite high as well. Jensen, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Chong Jensen, Director of CGSCIMB Securities, uh, giving us some analysis on the outlook for the construction sector. Ending the call there with three of his top picks. Well, it should be a healthy year for the construction sector because we might see projects like the MRT3, the remaining Panbonia Highway, and also eventually, hopefully, the high-speed rail. Yeah, uh, he mentioned Gamuda. It's trading now at 4 ringgit 42 and it, that's down two cents from yesterday. He talked about HS... HSS engineers that's trading at 96 cents and it's up uh, one and 1.6 percent from from yesterday there is one more also he mentioned YTL I think there's been a lot of news flow that's on right. that so for YTL we've got YTL Corp right there that's unchanged right now at 183 hit a high of 188 a couple of days ago YTL power International 245 right now down 0.441 percent uh, hit a high of 257 a couple of days ago all right well I think we can squeeze in a quick earnings report because we do have news 
news from Burma's Auto. They reported a 37% rise in net profit for the second quarter, ended October 31st. Uh, that came up to 90.1 million ringgit. Uh, this was better. This came with better share of results from associates and forex gains. Now, revenue grew 28.6% to 1.01 billion ringgit. This is up from 783 million ringgit in the same quarter last year. And the better results was driven by better performance from its Mazda operations in Malaysia with the CX-30 CKD model continuing to chart higher sales since it was unveiled in March. It also declared a second second interim dividend of $0.05 cent per share. So this brings its total dividends declared year-to-date to $0.10 cents per share. That's up from $0.6.5 cent, um, one, one year ago. Uh, right now, if we're looking at Burma's auto, it's trading... 2.61% higher, uh, last traded at 2 ringgit 36. All right. I think that's all the time that we have this morning for corporate news. It's coming up to 9.28 a.m. We're heading into the 9.30 a.m. news bulletin. And then after that, we have the property show where Keith come. You'll be speaking to Daniel Ho, the group managing director of International Real Estate Technology Group, Juai IQI. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.